Hello, welcome to another episode of the Immediately Now podcast. I'm your host, Mariela Morales, and today we have a very special guest joining us in the show, my very good friend Kim. Thank you so of much course. for joining us. Hola, chica! <laughs> She's a cheetah girls. <laughs> she out here like people. Basically international. Exactly. Mrs. Worldwide, you already know. <laughs> we out here. And today we're going to be discussing about moving abroad as a solo female traveler with the biggest balls because we're brave as fuck, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I did prepare a few questions for you. Um, up to you, however you want to answer them. Um, so the first one, and these are questions that I got from like, <laughs> basically like most asked questions in Google about like moving by yourself, like to another country. So the first one was, uh, what was the inspiration behind the move like what motivated you to move abroad so when i was younger my dr my dream job was to be a teacher but in high school i did co-op as a teaching assistant and then i worked as an early childhood educator and i realized kids are draining and i could not do that as a long-term career like i love kids but Props to all the teachers who are teachers because you have too much energy that I don't have. Um, so I decided that's not what I wanted to do long term. So from high school and all throughout university, I wanted to work on a cruise ship because I wanted to travel. That's like everyone's dream. I feel like when you ask someone what they want to do, travel is like the only thing that they think of. So I want to pursue like working on a cruise but with covid of course covid um it was really hard to get into the cruise industry so i had to like really think about what my plan b and c were and after i graduated in 2021 i was talking to someone i know in like at concordia university and she had just finished her degree too in linguistics and was thinking about doing like the teaching English as a second language certification. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I also considered um, after I finished graduation, like they have the teaching English as a foreign language diploma at Algonquin. So I'm like, maybe I'll do that too. Mm -hmm. And during the summer, I came across a site called teachaway.com, mm -hmm. hashtag not an ad, um, and found different opportunities of teaching English abroad Originally, I was thinking Japan or South Korea because those are the most popular. But then I came across this opportunity to teach in Spain through this program called RBF International. And I've never been to Europe before. I've never even been east of Canada. So I thought Spanish would be easier to learn than J Japanese or Korean. So I'm like, that sounds really cool. Um, also, like amazing culture, great food, great people. So I had a talk with the special, like the program specialist and the actual founder of the program. And I was instantly hooked. I literally applied as soon as I could. And I did everything that I needed to do to have it done because I was like super excited about that opportunity. And like, that's something that I want to do like temporarily as an experience. Um, so that, conversation that I had with the person at Concordia is what really sparked that like that catalyzed me wanting to do that Yay! heck yes love that for you 
Okay, perfect. So the second question uh, is, how do your family react to your move? Uh, how do you break the news? Like, was there any issues or were you nervous to tell your family that you were moving abroad? Um, everyone I told was actually super supportive of it. I did not do anything formal whatsoever to break the news. I literally just texted them. I'm like, hey, I'm going to teach abroad in this country. I applied to teach in Japan and Spain and in South Korea. Um, basically, see ya. <laughs> Because I didn't even tell them, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm like, I'm doing this. Like, whatever. And they were all super supportive of it. I think the biggest surprise to me was my dad because he's always been like school, work, money, like all of those things, like make good money. But to teach abroad, you don't really get paid a lot. It's just like all about the experience. Like you get paid enough to like live um, enough to like you have your basic expenses covered, but basically you're not making as much. Like I'm making the same amount in one month, basic, like pretty much is the same as one paycheck, like less than one paycheck at my job in like Canada. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like all about the experience and he was super supportive of it. Even when I had like issues with like my visa, he still wanted me to go after. So I was really shocked about that and like, My boyfriend was supportive of it. Like my my work was really supportive of it. Yes, we love supportive people. Um, so that was just like motivating me as well to go because I knew that I had the support of everyone who like I actually cared about. So that was really nice. Amen, sis. We love supportive people. <laughs> yes. Heck yes. And also like how you're so assertive. Like yes. you didn't have to ask anybody or like you didn't care about I mean, obviously you care about other people's feelings, but you're doing this for yourself. Like, it's not yeah. that you're doing it for somebody else or, like, it's great to kind of put yourself first. That's what we should all do. So you put yourself first and you said, this is mm -hmm. what I'm going, I'm going on this adventure. Like, I want to have this experience and you went for it and you got it and I'm super proud of you. This is amazing. Like, this is such a good opportunity for you Thanks. to be doing this. And, ah, girl, I, I'm living through you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you i try to take as many po pictures as i can and post so everyone can live vicariously through exactly. me but i think it's really important to like do what you want to do and not worry about what other people want to do and i felt like really guilty like leaving my family behind leaving my boyfriend behind because like it's like basically a year that you're gone and like that's that can be like really difficult for relationships yeah. but You don't want to feel like you're being held back or anything. And that was definitely, like, one thing that my boyfriend said is that, like, he doesn't want to feel like he's holding me back or that, like, I have to give up, like, my dreams to do something that I want to do. And, like, that meant so much to me, like, having that kind of support because I know there are people in relationships where, like, they aren't able to, like, do stuff like this. Like, they can't even go on, like, a weekend trip with their friends somewhere because their partner, like, doesn't, like, feel like feel some type of way yeah. about that. But, like, for me, like, that was the complete opposite. So I, like, so appreciated all of that. And I am also the type of person that I'm, like, super independent. Like, I'll do what I want to do. Um, I still care about what other people think. <laughs> like what other yeah. people want to do like i'm still thoughtful but at the same time like this exactly. is for me like this is you know Ex 
exactly yeah. like it's your life why are you leaving it for other people exactly yeah. and then i just feel like you would have regrets after like later down the road oh i wish i did this like there's so many people i've met who i've told about this and like they're much older and they're like oh i wish i did that when like i was your age and like now they're working in like the nine to five job like they're stuck at a desk all day like they're not truly happy like they wish they could have done like all these things and like now it's they think it's too late even though it's never too late but this is really the time that you should do it Ex have the experiences when you have like no commitments no kids exactly. especially like all of that exactly worth ah! it. honestly <laughs> truly living for it yeah no like this is a time like yes i don't know i feel like you're never too old to follow your dreams like like if you want to no. go on a trip you want to go to the club and you think you're 30 and oh my god the world is sending me because i'm 30 years old or i'm 40 years old or i don't know man i feel like age is just a number and you truly are the age that you feel that you are like it's all about your mentality mm -hmm. and your energy yeah so I don't know, like, if you want to move to Spain and you live in Canada or in the U.S. or literally anywhere, like, just do it. Like, if there is something that you truly want to do and you think it's too late to do it, fucking do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Literally, just do it. And, like, there are people who change career paths when they're, like, in their 60s because they find something that they're more passionate about. And then they, like, that is just, like, there's really no timeline for anything. And that's what I tell people even about, like, university degrees because they're switching programs they're like they they're taking a long time to finish they think and then i'm like what kind of timeline are you on like no one's going it's not a race like do stuff like how like what you want to do exactly. and like the thing too is that like you're not really exposed to a lot of things like throughout your life like especially like in your childhood that like you may be interested in like you kind of just go based off like okay well this might seem interesting okay. to me or oh like this is what my parents want me to do like this is what like i think i'd be good at but then you like get into it and you're like no this is not for me but then like where do you go from there and they feel kind of stuck mm -hmm. but then you like find something that like really sparks your passion and then that's like what you go off of and the reward of that is just so much better but like people just think that like oh i'm like 25 like i'm not where i want where i think i should be because people my age are like doing this this and this and like no like focus on yourself like everyone's on their own path exactly like i don't know man or i've seen a couple of people just base their jobs or their careers based on how much money they will make i feel mm -hmm. like if you do that obviously if you are about the money like good for you but what's the point on doing something that doesn't make you happy just to pay bills for what like mm -hmm. like are you doing something that makes yeah. you happy with those bills like would you rather spend because you we spend a lot of time working right to like be able to do things yeah. to pay off unless you're a uh, kardashian and <laughs> you don't gotta do this shit um <laughs> you're <laughs> you're born into money exactly already. like you spend a lot of time working to be able to do things that make you happy so wouldn't you rather spend that a lot of time doing something that makes you happy so you're just like happy all around because obviously if you do something that makes you happy you're not gonna care about the money like you know what i mean like i do exactly i do this podcast for mm -hmm. free and it makes me super happy more mm -hmm. happy than like my nine to five job yeah. or any other jobs that i've done that actually give me money to be able to mm -hmm. go on trips which i love to 
but I don't know. Yeah. Do what makes you happy, even if it's a hobby, even if it's just go and make it a career. Like, I'm trying to make this a career. Um, yeah. And it's all about dedication. And it will be. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. Manifesting it. You know what I mean? Um, Manifesting. Amen, yeah. sis. But yeah, like, I don't know. People need to be bold. Like, this is 2022 is over. 2022 was a year that really hurt a lot of people. So, 2023 is here for people to be bold. Mm-hmm. Follow that dream. Do that thing that you want to do. Go on that trip. Kiss that girl. Kiss that man. Do that thing, you know, <laughs> consensually. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. like, do that thing that will make you happy. Something that, do something that scares you that is legal. Please do not be killing people. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, <laughs> this is the year to be taking risks. Um, okay, um, and, yes, so we talked about your long-distance relationship. I love that you have such a good supportive system. That is so important. Mm-hmm. God knows in my relationships in the past, I did not have somebody like that. So I'm so happy that you do. And it's very important to be able to follow your dreams. Bruh, God bless that guy. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, for real. So immaculate. Legit. Immaculate legit. vibes. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Always, always. Heck yeah. So tell me about the program that you applied. Like how long was the process to apply? Do you pay any fees? Like tell me about it. Yes, there's so much that I could say about like this program that I applied through. So like RBF International is an international exchange program based in Spain. And basically like you pay a commitment deposit, you pay a placement deposit. So it's it comes to like 200 US dollars, okay. but they give you all the resources you need to like for your experience to teach mm-hmm. abroad, they give you like accommodations resources, they give you like all help throughout the whole like visa process, like literally every type of resource you need, like they'll give you like so much support for it. They have like webinars throughout all the summer, like throughout the year, like since like applications open, they have stuff like almost every month, like explaining different things, like talk about the culture, like they helped me immensely. like. It was honestly worth the money that I, like, put into this. And it's also guaranteed a placement. And, like, part of the process you do, like, in the application, it's, like, you are presented with, like, three different regions. Like, they gave you the names. Like, for example, like, I live in Valencia, but they it's, like, the big regions were placed together. So it was, like, Madrid, Valencia, maybe Alicante. Like, that was placed together. And then, like maybe like the smaller cities were placed together. So there's three of them. You rank them of like where you want to be. And then you can say like in the notes, like this is my top choice, whatever. Um, You talk about like any teaching experience you had, like what grade you want to teach, what level of Spanish you have, like everything is included in that application. And then you have to submit a personal statement, a letter of recommendation and like a copy of your degree. So the only requirement basically to do this program is that you have a degree in a college or university. Okay. Like any American, any Canadian or a, a Australian can apply. Um, so applications opened in September. Um, you wait, it's a whole waiting game until like May, you get your placement, you get 
um, accepted into the program in okay. May. In June, you get your placement letter. It's between, like, May to August okay. that you get it. And then as soon as you get your placement letter, the whole visa process start, which is a whole other thing. Like, that, you have to get fingerprinting done. You have to get a medical certificate. Like, so much stuff has to be done. And all of that took, like, over a year for me because I submitted my application in... August, I submitted my letter of recommendation, personal statement, as soon as it opened in September, waited until June to start my visa process, and I didn't get my visa until November. So it was a long process. Um, the fees, so I paid over like $2,500 in fees, like that the program itself came to like over $1,700 Canadian. <laughs> Um, the whole visa process, like, $325, and then, like, everything to get there, everything to get to Spain, so, like, it was a lot of money out of pocket, but something that I will say is that if you don't want, if you are thinking about doing this program, like, you want to be a language assistant, there's actually a government program that you can go directly through, it's called the National North American Language and what there okay there's a there's an acronym that i will get after okay. but basically oh the north american language and cultural assistance program okay. where you don't have to pay that but you have to do everything on your own okay. so if you want to be stressed trying to figure out everything that is what i recommend but it was honestly so worth it to go through a program that like does a lot of things for you they book a lot of your appointments that you need and it was like I was stressed, but I was significantly less stressed than like people I know who went through like NALCAP, which mm -hmm. was that government program directly. Um, so yeah, that was a. It was a, like over a year of waiting, a lot of money spent, but so far it's been totally worth it. Oh yes, I've seen the pictures and the videos. I I love I love what I see. <laughs> love this show. Thanks. Um. Perfect. It's like reality TV. Exactly. It's my favorite reality TV. <laughs> the Kardashians have not been posting any new episodes. <laughs> no, for real. I I'm Kim Kardashian. Oh, you you really are. We got Kim in today. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm freaking dead. So, you moved abroad. You paid all the fees, and after so after you paid all the fees, they they found you a place to stay. Uh, What's your monthly budget? Like, is it the same that you would have had in Canada? Do you pay for rent or do they, like, cover that as well? Like, how, how is it? So, actually, so to teach abroad in Spain, you get either 700 to 1,000 euros, depending on where okay. you're placed. I'm placed in Valencia, which is, like, one of the bigger regions, so I get paid 1,000 euros a month. So that's kind of, like, what I have. The accommodations, you have to find housing yourself. And I'm very fortunate to live with a mom who actually works at my school um, and her three-year-old son named Pablo. Oh. Um, I live in their apartment and I pay $300 with like everything included. Like that includes all the utilities and they have like a cleaning person who comes like every week. So I don't have to worry about cleaning either, which is so blessed because I've been used to doing that with like all the houses that I live in. Um, so it's nice not having to like worry about that as much. So I pay 300 euros a month. Um, 
in Valencia is very bike friendly. I think Spain in general is very bike friendly. So like they have bike stations everywhere nice. and you can pay um, a subscription to like have access to the bikes and it's 30 euros for the year. Mm -hmm. You get the first 30 minutes of your ride for free, but you can like drop it off at a bike station and then pick it back up to like continue your trip. So that saves you a lot of money. They also have a whole like um incent like a whole yeah incentive for like youth like people under 30 to like take the buses mm -hmm. and then you get like a free bus like transit pass so like that's also another expense that I don't have to worry about but it also takes less time to like walk or bike places than it is to take the bus so I usually either walk or bus yeah. I mean walk or yeah. bike um, and then my phone bill is only 10 euros. I get like 25 gigabytes of data and like national calling. Not that I like calling and not that I'm like Spanish enough to like talk to anyone on the phone. But um, I pay way, like way less, like significantly less here for like my plan basically for the whole time I'm here than like my Canadian plan for one single month. Like I pay over like $70 in Canada for my phone plan and I pay 10 euros here. Like it's crazy. Um, and then my gym membership is like 40 euros a month. So in total, my fixed expenses are like 350 euros compared to like 800 that I pay in Canada. So for the exact same things. So it is way cheaper here. Mind you, like I don't get paid as much as I do in Canada, yeah. so, like, I, it's almost the same, but, like, the cost of living here is significantly cheaper mm -hmm. than, like, in Canada. And, like, groceries are cheap, like, I literally have, like, gro like go to the grocery store and spend, like, less than $20, and it would cost me, like, $60 in Canada. Yeah. Oh. Probably more for the same things. So I gotta move there. <laughs> very different. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Like I love it here. I would love it there too. And the food is just better in general. Oh, you would love it here. So I was gonna ask you uh, the difference between like living with your roommates and then living alone. But you're not living alone. You're living with a mom and the kid. So how is that relationship like? Do do you teach that kid too or? No. So like he's. He, he's, like, three and a half years old, but he goes to, like, an English school. I don't, like, help him that much. Sometimes he, like, my Spanish is not <laughs> great at all. I'm learning very slowly, but when he talks to me, my face is, like, my jaw just drops because I'm, like, I don't know what you're saying, but, like, I want to talk to you. I want to play with you, but, like, I can't talk to you, and I don't know what you're saying to me, so, like, I don't, like, talk to him that much. Even when he goes to bed, like, his mom's like, say goodnight, and then he's like, buenas noches, and she's like, because she speaks English, yeah. like, she's, like, an English teacher at my school, so we have a, an English relationship, but she's like, say goodnight, Pablo, and he's like, buenas noches, like, just because he doesn't want to speak English, <laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny. He's, like, he's really sweet, but, um, like, our relationship, like, it's, it's, like, I love it. Like, we we have, like, a really great dynamic. Most of the time, like, they're they're not home because, like, Pablo has English school and then he has, like, swimming some nights. Like, she sees her sister. Like, her mom lives, like, very close. Like, 
everyone like her sister her mom her boyfriend like they all live like very close to like us so they see them like all the time oh. but Laura and I like literally watch like movies or shows together like almost every night like we do stuff together which is like really cool we're actually planning on like doing a trip together in May which is like super sweet um but yeah it's like nice I still have my own space like I have my room and then I have there's like a spare room that's kind of used as an office if I want to use it but I don't use it that much and then like we just like chill in like the living room dining room area together sometimes but um yeah like I still feel like I have my own space like it's really different than like having like other roommates where we're all like different schedules we like may pass each other and like say hi we don't hang out a lot like with her like we're like together like almost every day and like we also work at the same school so like I drive with her to work and like it's so nice. I love that. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. Thanks, and so thanks. following up, cutie, cutie, following up from that question. Thank so you. I do know, obviously, Spanish, is, it's not your forte, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting there. I mean, absolutely not. working on it. I'm trying. Like, yeah. were you scared, like, when you moved to Spain that, like, is there, has there been any like difficulties with the language or like any culture shock that you face from moving there? Yes. So like two things um, with like the language part, it's like really intimidating speaking to Spanish people because they speak really fast and then you don't understand what the heck they're saying. <laughs> like even when I go to the grocery store, like they, they say like the simplest things. I'm like, see, sí, no. <laughs> there's actually two languages so like there's castellano which is just like regular spanish but then there's valenciano which is like their <laughs> local dialect Balenciaga. so it's kind of a mix between yeah basically <laughs> it's basically like a mix between french and italian um and so like i don't even know if they're speaking in castellano or in valenciano because i don't understand either <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> You're literally listening to them, and oh, it's like so that bad. meme of like the, the numbers and the equations, like, ah, uh? yes. <laughs> who? It's literally me, <laughs> like calculating, like, um, so what? I don't know oh. what, what I'm just hearing. Right? Yeah, <laughs> literally, see, bro. Honestly, that was me when I moved to Canada, and people would speak to me in English, and I'm like, uh-huh, the <laughs> <Don't> fuck, <laughs> legit. Yeah, I don't understand. And like most of the time I just try to avoid talking to people because I don't understand them. But I'm like actually trying now to like practice my Spanish. Like Lauda's family, like they only know Spanish, mm -hmm. so like very little English. So with my like my relationship with them, like I actually like speak to them in Spanish or like at least try mm -hmm. to. My vocabulary is just very limited. So like I struggle a lot to, like, say different things, but, like, now I'm actually, like, getting into, like, the habit of, like, speaking in Spanish instead of trying to, like, avoid it, which is what I've been doing for two months, but I'm, like, it's not gonna get any better if I, like, just n avoid talking to people in general. Um, but 
When I leave here, I will be fluent. Just kidding. I just could be. <laughs> My goal, though, is to literally, if I try, if I apply myself, which is like something that I'm like trying to do more, then I think I'll do better. But. Um, my goal for sure is to be able to speak to your parents in Spanish or like your family when we go visit them. 100%. Um, yeah, legit. Um, but going, like talking about like the culture shocks, like there are so many things in Spain that are like way different than like North American culture. Like even just like the traditional foods, like they have so many different traditional Mm -hmm. foods. Canada doesn't have anything other than like poutine like that is like basically all that we have that's like our signature like you come to Spain and like different regions of Spain have their own traditional dishes like there's like so many like so many things but like the one thing that was like really shocking to me is like jamon which is basically like pork it's like prosciutto it's like cured ham like cured meat but they literally just have, like, in every single store, like, grocery store, like, supermarket, they just have pig legs everywhere. Like, just hanging in bins. Like, it was so crazy to, like, see. Like, even just going to the grocery store, like, just legs everywhere. I'm like, um, first of all, I'm still getting used to the smell yeah, because oh it is horrendous. Like, I don't <laughs> like the smell at all. Like, I hold... I don't want to disrespect. I like hold my breath when I walk past because it just hits you. <laughs> it hits you so hard. So, you, so you're vegetarian now. <laughs> Basically. Hell no, bro. No. Um, so like that was the biggest culture shock to me coming here it it tastes way better than it smells okay. though. Like it's basically just prosciutto. Oh, okay. But in a leg form. Yeah. Still getting used to it in a life form, but like you know, like at the meat counters, at like um, grocery stores, how they have like hams, like little like hams or like chicken, yeah. I can like shave. They literally just have like the the pig leg like on some stands where they're like shaving it and like packaging it <laughs> for like people to buy. <laughs> they don't got them with the fishnets and like the heels. Um, no, no. <laughs> No, Patrick yeah. with like this fish net. Patrick started like, ooh, cabaret. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Um, no, they they don't have that. Um, so yeah, that was like definitely one of the biggest things for me. They even have just a lot of like traditions in general. Like I remember like listening to like your podcast with Nicole about like the New Year's Eve and like. The span in Spanish culture, like eating the grapes on like New Year's Eve, like they do that here as well. Another thing too was like, and you were also talk about like the underwear, like yeah. red underwear is like super common here, like to wear, and it has to be a gift from someone. So like, Laura literally came from like the store one day. She's like, I got you a gift. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And then she like told me about like this Spanish like tradition where like you have to wear like red underwear on like New Year's Eve, and it's like good luck and so like that was like really cool to like learn about like canada doesn't have anything like that for (laughs) new year's or like any special like of like holiday celebration so that was super cool like i've learned about a lot i've learned a lot about like spanish culture and i was definitely uneducated before (laughs) because like she tells me about different things and i'm like 
I literally had no idea. <laughs> and it's like everywhere, like so many different celebrations that they have. And yeah, there's a lot. Um, siesta time was like another thing for me that I was also really excited about. So basically, <laughs> so basically, um, <laughs> I love my naps, okay? Um, so <laughs> most things are closed from like two to four or like two to five so that workers can go home, they can rest, they can eat and sleep, whatever, take a nap. I, so I take advantage of that. I literally finish work at like two and then Laura finishes around three. So like that's when we leave the school. As soon as I get home, nap. I like go straight to bed. I take a so nap. Funny. I like, my boyfriend, know, like Lex knows like, as soon as I get home, like, it's napping time. Like, I have really immersed myself in the Spanish culture. Like, I can tell. <laughs> siesta time is my time. But it's actually, like, I was reading, like, span like siesta time. Like, people don't actually take naps. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, less than 18%. I'm part of the 18% um, who take naps. Yeah. Um, so, that's, like... That's a highlight of here. You don't get that in Canada. You're basically, you're burnt out. Like You really are. On a Monday already. Like, there's no time for rest. Whereas here, like, people really care about, like, a good quality of life. And, like, that is, like, something, not just because I like to nap, but that's something I really respect yeah. about that. Um, and, like, they also, like, really value, like, family, like, close relationships with people like it's very like close cultured whereas like i feel like in north american culture it's very individualistic like it's everyone for themselves pretty much it's like dog eat dog world like everyone's working till they die like all of that like here they don't really care about that yeah. that much like and that's that's what you want to have for yourself i feel so i think that's like really respectable Heck yeah. and another thing too is that like in like anywhere you go to like buy stuff like there's no tax on top like tax is like always included Ooh. in the price and when you go to restaurants there's like no tipping like tipping is not a thing here i had like a friend who like went to a restaurant and like they tipped the waiter because like they're from the united states and like they're like no i don't want this and like in Canada, you have to tip at least, like, 15%, yeah. or they'll give you, like, death stares, and, like, you're already paying, like, $30 for a sandwich and, like, a, a drink, so here it's, like, the food is already cheap, and then you're not even, like, having to pay extra on top of that. That's awesome. So, I'm, I'm hoping it is because they pay them enough that they don't have to get tipped to actually yeah. have a living wage. Yeah. That's awesome. And, like, yeah, like... Yeah. No, they pay, they pay a living wage. Heck, Yeah. And, like, that's very amazing. Like, I've, I've seen it a lot. I feel like Europe, it's... They prioritize people. Like, it's not like corporate America mm -hmm. that we're literally just a number mm -hmm. for any corporation that we work for. And they don't give two shits about you going on vacation or sick days or, like, any of that. Which I don't understand yeah. how... Like, it's not even that America is even better with economy because obviously we have a shit economy. We're in debt. Yeah, like... We're in debt, too. Like, like we're not making any money. Like, exactly. And then... 
I don't understand. Nobody's fucking thriving. <laughs> like, only the rich are thriving in America. Uh, either, you, even if you Literally. look at Canada or the US, like, we're, our economies are not it. And then you look at, like, people Mm-mm. in Europe, and they're like, yeah, like, I get paid for holidays, or, like, they encourage me to go on holidays, like, on vacation, or I get paid sick days, or, uh, like, they prioritize family time, so, like, everything is closed on, like, this certain days, like, that's amazing. And, like, yeah, you got, like, the siesta time, people rest, like, mm-hmm. they actually prioritize, like, mental health or, like, people's time and, like, their health and their family time. Like, and they're all thriving. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me that, like, we have these examples <clears throat> in other countries and other, like, regions of the world. And, like, I, I don't even know how to explain. Like, people say, like, America is, like, the most powerful, uh, like, entity in the world or whatever. But are they really powerful or mm-hmm. are they just um, overworking people? And it's, I don't know. They are. They're exploiting. They're exploiting their workers. And, like, going back to, like, the vacation, like, Canada and the U.S. literally have the least amount of, like, annual vacation, like, leave in, like, the whole world. Like, we get, like, in Canada, we get, like, two or three weeks vacation, like, on average of annual leave. Like, in Europe, it's, like, four to five weeks of paid vacation. Exactly. Like, for the whole year they have like a bunch of holiday like public holidays that they got get off anyway like they they have way more like balance of like work and life than like north america like canada mexico and the united states literally have the worst like support for like their workers and like in in europe there's so much support for it and like you can tell, like, people, like, actually want to work here, exactly. whereas, like, in Canada, people just go because they have to get paid. Like, if they don't get paid, then, like, they can't afford to, like, pay rent. They can't afford food. And, like, most people in Canada and in the U.S. have to take two jobs to, like, be able to afford, like, living. And it's just, like, basic stuff, mm-hmm. like, basic needs. So Exactly. Significantly different quality of life. Exactly. Like... I've worked for both, like, Canadian and American companies. And honestly, I'm not trashing on America. I hope I get another job in an American company. Uh, But, (laughs) like, compared to, like, in Canada, I get, like, all my past jobs. I've gotten, like, maybe one to one and a half weeks of vacation. Not even paid. They allow you to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. It's not paid. And then... Yeah, and it's, like... Paid. yeah unpaid yeah it's unpaid it's like oh yeah like we're allowing you to no work like basically like okay <laughs> thanks like the fuck yeah. um and then with the american company that I, I used to work for i got only one week they paid me three days out of the whole fucking week and they're like but you're only allowed one week i was like uh okay are you kidding me? That's a scam. Bro, that's how it is. Like, it's it's so weird. I don't know if it's the <laughs> company know. that I work for, but, like, I don't know who makes these rules. Like, wouldn't you want to keep your employees, like, happy? Like, allow them to go on vacation mm-hmm. so they can de-stress and then come back and then be miserable again. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, for real. Like, like take a break. Exactly. Enjoy life. Bruh. Like, God knows. And then become a slave. Exactly. We watch, We all watch Hamilton. Mans needed to take a break. If he did take the break, he wouldn't have cheated on his wife. Like, you know what I mean? 
For real, for real. We just need to step. Blame the employer. Always. Blame corporate America. That's what I do. <laughs> On all my issues. I ain't got money. Corporate America. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, like, totally agree with, like, all of that. And even, like, for me, like, in the government, like, I get three weeks of vacation a year. But I can't take, like, paid, t- like, unpaid, like, vacation if I want to, because I have to use up all of my paid leave first before I can do that. Whereas, like, if I was just, like, a casual, like, because I'm, I'm a permanent employee, so, like, I'm basically binded to, like, a collective agreement, which is, like, an agreement, basically, of, like, whatever rules you have to follow. And so, like, for me, like, even if I, because when I got bridged into the government after I graduated, I was done in April, and, like, that's, like, when the, um, that's when the fiscal year starts, so it's, like, April, basically, to the end of March, but there was issues with, like, HR and, like, getting my, like, permanent position, so, like, I was a casual, basically, until September, so from September to April is when I was a full-time employee, so I only got half of my leave for that. So, like, if I went, if, when I went to Christmas, like, to see my mom, because, like, I go to Texas every year for yeah. Christmas, I had to use up, like, family leave to, like, be able to stay there for, like, two weeks, and then I got COVID, thank you, um, and then I had to use up my sick leave because I couldn't yeah. come back. So, like, I had to use up so much leave, to, like, just to, like, go on that trip, and then for me, like, when I come back, like, I'm coming back in, like, end of June, early, like, early mm-hmm. July. So I'll get, like, half of my leave again. So I get, like, one and a half weeks that I have to basically ration for, like, a whole year until, like, right. April when that, like, re, like, re- Apply. refills, yeah. basically. So then, like, there's no flexibility for me to, like, do anything. So it, like the rules of just like working like you literally work until you die like you are stuck with the employer like this is why like you want to like find a job that like you are happy to go to work for because otherwise like you're just miserable all the time and like and if you're in it for the money like you're not you're just like waking up and it's a chore for you to go to work like you want to enjoy like what you're doing so, like, even though, like, in Spain, like, I'm not making as much money as I am in, like, in Canada, I am, like, so, like, my mental health is, like, way better. Like, I am so happy to, like, wake up, even though it's early. <laughs> I hate mornings. Um, like, to go to work, like, I love the people I work with. Like, the kids are so Aww. sweet. Like, they always, like, say hi to me. They always give me hugs. Aww. Like, they, like, just, like, to see their faces, like, light up is, like, the sweet, like, the most heartwarming thing ever. Like, it's so, it's so, like, nice, like, and, like, reassuring that, like, the impact that you have on that. Whereas, like, the job that I have, like, I just don't, like, I feel stuck sometimes. Like, I don't feel, like, I, I don't, like, is this something that I want to pursue, like, long term? Like, I don't even know what I want to do. So, like, it's always about, like, hmm what's next what am i trying to figure out with my life yeah exactly so yeah like you want to do something that like you you love and i can't emphasize that enough exactly yeah and like this is a time right now like this is a time to make mistakes like this is a time to figure it out what you want to do in your life like your 20s is the best time 
maybe in your 30s, your 40s. Anytime is the best time. As long as you're alive and you feel, you know, mm -hmm. that you want to do something, like, just write it down. Like, at least to me, like, it helps, like, if I write down, like, what I'm feeling. So I'm like, okay, what about this is making me feel this way? Like, what, what aspect in my life is making me feel this type of way and how can I fix it? Like, how can I make it better? So I feel like that might help a lot because that's what I, I, I was feeling stuck um, last year. God, God knows I was feeling stuck last year. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> after I got out of like that situation that like was making me feel stuck, I was like, okay, so what is it that I want to do? Like, what is it that that's going to make me happy? And then, so obviously <laughs> I try YouTube. Mm, YouTube is a lot of work. I was like, okay, there's no way with that. It's so much work. Way too much work. Like it, it went from a hobby that mm -hmm. I enjoy to a job that I did not enjoy. And once it starts feeling like a job, mm -hmm. then it's like you don't know like that's not your calling yeah and so I finally mm -hmm. I started writing down all my like all my notes and I said okay maybe maybe I should do the podcast like maybe let me try it out and I remember filming the first podcast that I posted and I posted it on YouTube and I had so much fun this was like some nonsense I had no script I, I didn't know what I was going to talk about mm -hmm. it was literally just me freeballing it I turned on my camera on my computer and I just recorded it and I I honestly have never felt so happy like I remember just like yeah and then the video and I was like holy shit that was so amazing so bruh and so I, I just kept doing it and there hasn't been an episode that I'm like I hate this like I'm so excited for this season that uh, we're on right now I have already planned the next 19 podcasts like um yeah oh my gosh I'm so excited for we you. have a schedule like it's it's lit yeah. I'm already contacting yeah. everybody that I'm going to be interviewing like it's it's gonna be a great season this season I'm, I'm very excited very big mm -hmm. things for the podcast i i don't know it just makes me happy and like that's what i i literally want everybody to find that thing that makes them happy like what gets you up from your bed every morning mm -hmm. like do that mm -hmm. whatever inspires you yeah. and like whatever makes you happy or makes you smile or it, whatever whenever you think about it like it just brings you like serotonin do that unless it's murdering people Period. do not do like... that <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Always. do not be a dumber okay <laughs> but like yeah for real i remember like when you started your podcast and like you posted the videos like i could even just tell like that like happiness was literally just like radiating like you i could see you were having so much fun like it was like all new like you were just like speaking from the heart and it was like it was like you can tell like just like how excited you were to do it like how excited you were to start it like even, like, I, when I was watching it, I was, like, smiling so hard because, like, I just, like, I could tell, like, how happy you were doing it. And, like, this was, this is, like, literally your calling. Like, you literally kill me. Like, even just listening to your stuff. Like, I'm, like, at the gym, like, listening to your podcast. And I'm just laughing because you say the funniest shit. Like, it is. And, oh, my gosh. Even just, like, hang out with you. I always have the best time. But, like, just listening to you talk about different things, like, it's so fun. Like, I'm really excited to see, like, what this season brings for you. And, like, I, I'm, 
I'm all here for it, girl. Yes, and now you're in the season, so. Yes, I'm, I feel so honored. You should be. I'm honored to have you here. <laughs> you should feel honored. You should be. You're lucky to be here. Say it back. Say it back. I love you. Say it back. <laughs> I love you. Um, not everybody gets this opportunity. <laughs> no. I'm freaking that. It's an exclusive club. Exactly. So, we talked about all the serious things. It's time to be unserious because I am never mm-hmm. serious. I mean, sometimes. But, um, mm-hmm. so now we're going mm-hmm. to be talking about the five under five. So, in the last episode, I called it top five online, something like that. So, I'm, I'm trying new things, okay? So, this time is five under five. So, I'm going to be talking about five topics that are relevant in the media right now. And we're going to try to do it on in under five minutes. So, let me see if I can... We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> Okay, okay, go. Okay, so first topic, Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things. He came out on TikTok. Do you watch the TikTok? I saw the TikTok. I've been seeing the post. I don't have TikTok, but I am one of those people who just wait until they're all posted on Instagram and then I watch it. So I definitely saw that video. I am super happy for him. He is so brave, like to do that. There's been a lot of support and. Yeah killing it Heck like yeah. i i love that he portrays it. a character yeah. on stranger things that is also gay and coming out so love that for him second topic chris evans yes. captain america they are comparing him to leonardo dicaprio because he is dating a 25 year old how do you feel about it um okay first of all i mean like to each their own obviously like they're both happy for each other but like what is up with these like 40 year old men going for like 20 year 20 year olds like can you not find anyone around your age and like i don't know especially like it's just super common in like hollywood like whatever like in that type of industry for like people to date not within their age range like i i totally support like whatever people want to date but like at least try like is this the pro like is that the problem like you can't find anyone who's like interested in you to like date you like it's like what's the issue but also chris evans right like like, you but like slide into my dms (laughs) 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 i'm I'm also 25 like please Um, I mean, like, I remember at one point I was trying to find a sugar daddy and, like, they were 40 and, like, I was, like, in my early 20s. So, like, I'm not hypocritical or anything. So, I wouldn't say, you know, whatever. Exactly. It it does. It does. (laughs) For real. But they're happy together. So, yes. That's what matters. matters. Exactly. Well, next question is So, Bad Bunny has been throwing phones (laughs) left and right. How do you feel about it? Oh my god, this man literally just yeeted a fan's phone. Really I is. saw that video and like honestly, like not not saying that I support what he did, but like yeah. I would have done the same would have wanted to do the same thing. This literally just like when you're a retail worker and you see like a customer that you literally just want to talk back to, like he literally just took her phone and threw it. Exactly. And like that was just so funny. But also like if I was that person and I like wanted to upgrade my phone, which I would do, then like I would literally just go up to a celebrity and like put my phone in their face so they can throw my phone and I'd be like, You owe me a new phone and then I can get the iPhone 14 Pro, like, upgrade me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Honestly, I would have grabbed and said, like, yo, I actually had two phones. Like, I taped them together. <laughs> so you actually owe me two oh, phones. and, like, there was, like, $100, like, $300 exactly. stuck in my case. Like, you owe me for that, too. Just casually. $100, $500. And more for the damage. Exactly. The emotional distress. More for the damage. <laughs> and we are almost done. Actually, second last question is Gareth Bell. He's a football player for Madrid. He retires at 33 <laughs> years old. Any thoughts on that? I mean, good for him. Like, I know that he's, like, still trying to figure out what he wants to do. But, like, his net worth is, like, over $100 million, which is more than I'll ever see in my whole life. So, like, he can definitely afford to retire at this age. Um, like, he was making, like, over 600,000 pounds in, like, one single week. So, like, yeah, you can definitely retire at that age. But, obviously, like... At that, at that age, like, you're not ready to just, like, not do anything for the rest of your life. Even when I retire, I feel like I'm going to work still. So, I don't think that he'll just, like, stop doing stuff. He'll figure it out. But, like, he needs a break. At least he's been doing it since he was, like, 16. So, he deserves it. Good for him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then the <laughs> last question is, Prince Harry claps back. Wrote a book about his family drama, but in interviews, he says he wants to keep everything private. Any thoughts on that? Um, first of all, this man is spilling tea all over Buckingham Palace. Fast. Like, he is literally exposing all of the secrets. Um, yeah, it was just really funny that he's, just, like, talking about all of this stuff that's, like, happened in his life. And then he's like, oh, like, I want the privacy of this. But he's literally just yeah. explaining all the details, like doing drugs with like courtney cox like do it like out losing his virginity at like a super young age like yeah. going in details about that like talking about the stuff that his brother did to him like talking about the stuff that happened with like his dad like all of that stuff like crazy so for real yeah i it's wild wild stuff's happening it really is um but it's so funny that he wants privacy for his family but he like literally does a whole memoir like exposing like everything that's been happening exactly <laughs> like i don't know like man's really wrote this book i'm like bro we we watched the crown like we know <laughs> shit's been going down while i would love to keep discussing about <laughs> the the royal family <laughs> i have not yet read the book so mm -hmm. we see you we, we really see you harry if you're out there mm -hmm. you're killing the game also did we make it in the five minutes i think it was like about six minutes so okay not bad we're close we're close yeah i i did have yes. a slight technical difficulties yeah yeah give or take give or take exactly exactly no we, we we did good we did good i think and while my dream is to be able to talk forever in this episode <laughs> i will I know. Mm -hmm. I, I will have to end this episode <laughs> here. Um, and as per usual, I always end the episode on a positive note. So, in the themes of this episode, I guess I will have to leave you guys with the most inspiring uh, <laughs> uh, positiveness that I can, I guess. Um, so It's okay, you'll edit it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, probably. Maybe I'll edit it. Maybe. Okay, so here it goes. Do something that scares you today something that you know if you do it it will make you happy like get the haircut paint your nails the one that you want to paint them go on that solo trip that you've been wanting to go for so many years tell that person that you love them even if you you feel like they might reject you <laughs> honestly the only obstacle that's keeping you from success is fear so do that thing that you know that you've been wanting to do for a while 
And what what's the, the worst that can happen? That you got out of your comfort zone and you became truly happy, I guess. That's a risk that's worth taking. Period. Preach. You know it. Amen, sis. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But thank you so very much again, Kim, for being here and for joining us in today's podcast episode. It's truly been an thank honor to have so you Thank you so much here. for having me. Always a great time with you. I can't wait to see you. Um, and I'm super excited for the rest of this season. Oh, I am very excited too. Thank you so very much again. <laughs> well, I hope everybody has an amazing day today. You know, as per usual, drink some water, eat something, and please take care of yourselves. Love you all. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>